0: Hello, and welcome to an episode of Go Fox Yourself. I am your host, Mr. Fox, and today we will be talking about the movie Scream 2022. Now, before I get started, know that I will most likely be offensive. Also, there will be a point in this podcast that I will say, warning, there are spoilers to be had. Now, if you have any requests or any questions, feel free to email me at coffee718h at gmail.com That is coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E-718h at gmail.com Now, it has roughly been a weekend now that the movie Scream has been released. And, uh, before I get started, for those of you who are not familiar with the Scream franchise, I strongly urge, skip number four, but at least see one, two, and three before you watch this movie. Furthermore, if you are into the Scream franchise, you may want to watch or re-watch one, two, and three before watching this movie. There are names that are dropped, and uh, some of the characters that are in this movie Uh, basically go back to the first and even the second and third movies. Uh, If you wish to follow along with it, it's usually beneficial to probably kind of know where things are and in sequential order, which is why I say you may want to watch one, two, and three before watching this movie. Four, however, um, really other than maybe a couple of characters, and I say couple, there really isn't much to go on with this. Um, pretty much 4 had a very flimsy take on it to begin with. So, I, like I said, just go ahead and skip 4. <clears throat> Besides, uh, for those of you who have not seen 4... Not like I give a shit about telling you any spoilers to that movie. But basically, it takes place back in Woodsboro... And, uh, Sidney Prescott comes back to promote her book, and, well, her cousin just ends up being somewhat jealous and decides to don on the ghost face mask and start killing everybody, and then going after her cousin as well, in a rage of jealousy, so to speak, um, but, as I said, one, two, and three, definitely, definitely see those first before actually seeing this movie, um now in, in light of this movie, um, I, I will start off to say it really didn't need to be done. It it really didn't. We could have been left with one, two, and three, totally forgot about four, and not really even have anything to do with this movie. However, it did bring light to another aspect of horror, so to speak in regards to changing it up, which kind of goes back to the first one as to how it plays. Being that the first one kind of made fun in a light way and a dark way as to how most horror movies were made and the type of outline that they followed with a set of rules. As such, movies afterwards would in turn have to be changed about Pretty much going away from those rules. Kind of like the uh, illusionist that was going around showing people the tricks of the trade on TV. Mainly not because he was trying to out illusionists. But his main main, uh, thing about magic was that the average illusionist was continually doing the same shit over and over again. So, by showing everybody the secret behind that illusion, he in turn made it to where illusionists as a whole needed to change their act, and as such, becoming less stagnant, so to speak. Now, in the idea of Scream, they pretty much did that along with Wes Craven's help, by changing the rules, by exposing the rules that, quite frankly, everybody kept following when making a horror movie. With this movie, it kind of plays in the same effect. Uh, I I really would like to tell you how, so to speak, without giving any spoilers. Now, granted, I will tell you later as to kind of what transpired after I get past the warning, here comes some spoilers. But for right now, all I'm going to say for those of you currently listening and are not interested in hearing any of the spoilers before seeing the movie, this movie actually was done quite well. Um, the act, uh, well the casting was, from my personal uh, opinion, was done quite well and um, what you in turn had were more or less the children of West, uh, Woodsboro of the original uh, cast that you had in the first movie. Basically living out the whole thing over again, but from a different perspective. Um, Dewey's part, however, uh, there were some legacy characters. Dewey as well as, uh, Sidney Prescott, and for that matter, even, um, Gail Weathers. Now, in respect to, uh, Sidney Prescott, we find out that she actually marries the detective from the fourth movie, and like, or I'm sorry, the third movie, uh, Kincaid. Uh, now I know some of you, like I said, uh, Probably didn't want to hear any spoilers. It's not really a big spoiler. It's just one of those questions that comes about by some people that are diehard fans. Yeah, it does get answered in the fourth movie. or I'm sorry, the fifth movie, which is The Scream. And she pretty much conveys that she is now married to Kincaid. uh, Which was actually played by Patrick Dempsey. Dewey, on the other hand, is not a sheriff in Woodsboro, but instead, he now plays the part of that hermit old man type character that we saw in the movie Pet Cemetery. that he sort of has the answers to everything and knows how everything happened. It's basically he's that guy. He's the one with experience that knows what happens, how it happens, that kind of shit. Quite frankly, I found Dewey's character in this movie probably by far the best characterization of Dewey. And also the fact that I felt Arquette played his role perfectly. And in some regards, I think he played it epically in true horror fashion. Uh, And when you see it, you'll understand what I mean. His, probably, uh, his character, his scene alone in this movie was a definite nod to his character and probably an epic epic way to uh, end his character altogether. Um, but in terms of Sidney Prescott, she does not necessarily play the role that she would normally play in the other Scream movies as a focal point. Um, again, not yet into spoilers, however this does come up in the movie, is uh, one of the kids, uh, Samantha or Sam, as it turns out, is the daughter to Billy Loomis. The boy that tried to kill uh, Sidney Prescott in the first movie was also her boyfriend. Well, as it turns out, he had a girlfriend before her, got her pregnant, and uh, while the mother decided to keep things quiet with her daughter. And at the same time, she has another daughter. And this is actually where the whole uh, movie or plot tends to follow through. As such, obviously, because it's Billy Loomis's kid and the whole thing or perspective of Billy Loomis is now being followed yet again, almost in full circle. That is when, by the second act, that you see Sidney Prescott and Gail Weathers coming into play. And we pretty much go through a who is the ghost face, who's the killer, who's whatever... It still plays out fairly well. I know to some people that probably doesn't seem convincing. But trust me. While I do say that this movie didn't need to be done. It was was a good conclusion to the whole franchise in perspective. Not to mention. They gave it a certain twist that kind of reminiscently goes back to the first movie. So... Was it perfect? No. But it was still worth a shot. Yeah, I personally felt it was worth a watch. Give it a shot. Now, this is where I'm going to drop some spoilers. So if you're not interested, go ahead and tune out, folks, because the rest of this is somewhat just some spoilers for those who have seen it. Probably looking at my... uh, My opinion as to uh, how I felt about this or that. And, of course, there could be some of you who are just interested in hearing the spoilers. So, if you're not interested in the spoilers, I suggest you tune out now. So, here's the spoilers. Okay. Now, you know that uh, you got all these kids involved. uh, The Meeks, Twins, and some other shit. Then there's this girl, Amber... And this other kid that's, uh, you know, okay, look. The guy that's, cons- that's um, basically trying to portray the uh, so-called interest with uh, Sam, he's in on it, similar to Schumacher from the first one. Amber, on the other hand, she's a whole mastermind of this whole fucking shit. And uh, let me just say, the big reveal when you realize she's the one was fucking phenomenal. Um, I totally, I was sitting there looking at him going, oh, this is possibly her. But the way, like, even how they did it, it was like she was sitting there and you start questioning, oh, maybe she's not it. Maybe it's not her. And then all of a sudden she pulls out the gun. I know it's not because it's me. And blows a girl's fucking brains out. Then you get the other reveal. The other reveal going to the twist of the whole thing, being the Billy Loomis effect. Now, I know some people will probably sitting there thinking, oh, Sam had to have been it. Now, the reason I didn't think Sam was it was because it was way too fucking obvious. That's one thing you always got to consider, folks, is that you never look for the obvious because as soon as you look at the obvious, they twist that shit around on you. The only time they go for the obvious is when they're cutting away from it so many times and they're not making it obvious, and then bam, there it is, this wasn't it, not to mention, just because she's Billy Loomis, I mean, come on, Billy Loomis's daughter, it was way too much of a fucking easy out, they had to do something to make this somewhat fun, and they did, <clears throat> the twist behind their motive wasn't the greatest, but it was definitely on par with how some people feel about where Hollywood's going with all these fucking remakes. I mean, come the fuck on. Aside from the remakes, you've got reboots as well, where they just totally fucking ostracize the original narrative of the movie and completely do character changes that are for woke purposes. So-called diversity, which I don't have a problem with diversity, folks honestly don't fucking care. What I don't like is when you do diversity in the name of diversity and totally skip over the fact, hey, what about giving us a quality character we can empathize for? And yeah, I like to empathize for the fucking villain just about as much, if not more so, than for the victim. So, give me something of quality here. Like the last Candyman, that was shit. This movie definitely portrayed, not necessarily perfect, but it still portrayed with some class, a sense of what most of us horror fans have been asking Hollywood to do, and that is to give us a quality horror movie. I mean, for fuck's sake, folks, how many of you, like myself, were f- totally disappointed when we went to go see that new Wrong Turn movie? And we were expecting the cannibal hillbillies again, but instead we get some fucking half-ass Confederate fucking joke of a fucking villainy, when in reality they weren't even the villains. The villains were the little punk-ass kids that were told not to fucking go off route and stay away from these people, but they still decided to fuck with them. And on top of which, one of them even drew first blood. Which, obviously, I mean, if I were in that situation and I were some of those guys that were basically part of the uh, Southern Heritage Group that decided to go off in their own, I probably would have attacked back as well. One, you're intruding on my personal property. Two, you just fucking hurt or killed one of my own. Uh, you don't expect me to fucking take your head off? Fuck you. No. The woke bullshit in Hollywood, the whole concept of remakes, fucking reboots, and fucking worthless sequels have done nothing but show that Hollywood has been out of fucking ideas. Even Jordan Peele, as much as he's given us some decent shit, on top of which, he hasn't given us anything fucking new. Half the shit that he has done, like behind this crap with the Candyman movie, okay, it was shit. It was complete and utter shit. I don't care what you probably think of what ha- or, you know, what the movie was, it was crap. If you truly are a Clive Barker fan, and you truly know the narrative behind what is Candyman, okay, Candyman is not the fucking golem of Cabrini-Green. And that is exactly how Jordan Peele portrayed it. That is exactly how Jordan Peele portrayed it. Even though he wasn't the screenwriter, he did have influence in how the movie was supposed to go. And it was quite obvious where he was going because he's been kind of doing this shit quite often. And then by giving us the movie Us and the movie Get Out, if you're a Twilight Zone fan which Jordan Peele conveniently is, you will find that there are a couple of episodes in the original Twilight series that he basically ripped off to come up with these movies. Were they 100% ripped off? Well, no. Because the Twilight Zone, or at least the original Twilight Zone series, didn't last for a couple of fucking hours. So... This movie, from my perspective, it gave everything that I kind of wanted to see in conclusion as to what I was expecting from this movie. No, it did not live up to the first one. But I will say this much. As a fan of the Scream franchise, even though I absolutely hated the uh, fourth movie, um, regardless of the fact that uh, Julie Roberts' niece was in it, um... Yeah, that movie just flat out sucked, folks. But this one... I mean, come on. Dewey had the most epic out scene... In terms of having a character killed off. And... I, I was... I felt satisfied. I truly felt satisfied. And not just from Dewey's death... But the whole movie, as you know, in retrospect, I was satisfied with how it started, even though it started off maybe a little slower than I wanted it to. It definitely lived up to my expectations of what I expected from going into that movie. So, uh, in respect to this movie, I gave it three and a half foxes, not five, but three and a half. Uh, It didn't quite live up to the first one. It really didn't need to happen. But it still successfully portrayed what I was expecting going into there. And I felt entertained. And I was also satisfied. In fact, you know what? Screw that. I will give it four foxes simply, you know, that extra half fox. Because of the way they did Dewey out like they did. I'm sorry, but that fucking scene was epic, how he gets disemboweled. That is by far one of the best ways you take out a fucking legacy character. So, four foxes out of five. Um, I hope you enjoy that movie. And if you've already seen it, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Granted, I'm pretty sure some people are going to disagree. But you know what? Fuck you. Um, Yeah. And if you got to ask why, fuck you. That's why. But that's all I got to say. Four foxes out of five, folks. Go fox yourself.